Hey, howdy. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Tyler Robinson. Thanks for joining me as we talk with folks from all walks of life, students, other teachers, my family, my friends. We delve into what it means to be human. Hey, howdy, how are you all? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are all having a great week. And thanks again for joining me for the third and final installation of my conversation with Charleston Lira. Um, It was a great time talking to him. And since this podcast has recorded, he is now back in the United States. So I'm looking forward to having a follow-up to our conversation sometime in the near future. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this uh, third and final part to our conversation. Wow, it's so wild time to be alive, you know? I just am like, holy, holy crap, you know? There's just so much happening in the world and it's just, I don't know, we're living through a major historical event, you know? This is gonna, you know, this is gonna be in the history books and it's just kind of, I don't know. I don't know that we, <laughs> really handling in ways in which that seemed the best, you know, for everybody. It seems, I don't know. I think politics are just, they're hard. And I think they're, I mean, they're not really, but they, they're complicated and they're made hard, you know, it's just kind of like, man, I don't know. It's just really, it's tough. It's tough. And I just, I think that's part of it is I think some of this, I think somewhat being away is kind of, it's been good because I think um, when you go to school, it really, it's it's tough because I think you always you get to school and you kind of want to be like that social justice warrior. I think a lot of people that I've met and it's I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's hard because it's like it's one of those switches. I've met a lot of people where they can't turn off mm-hmm. and like you know they always want to be critical of every sing, single thing. And I think that's not wrong, but I think it's hard for me because I don't have so much mental capacity for that kind of work. And I think I don't know. I think school in some regard has like really. I think burn me out like for a lot of like the, the good fight you know I just kind of want to breathe and just like you know have a simple life but it's like it can't ever be that and I can't just like that's like having privilege you know I can't just cop out and not do good things but I think sometimes like it's hard to always just wake up I want it like you know sometimes I don't want to get I don't want to get out of bed I just want to be in bed because I'd rather you know I'd rather do that sometimes because it's just it's hard it's tough to always do that and i I just praise people that have that you know that do that work because it it is very hard and i don't think we understand the the mental capacity it takes to do you know i think the social work that is very important you know but it comes at a cost i I don't know i just am like i kind of for a long time for the last couple years i was pondering like not going back to school Mm -hmm. because it's just been so hard you know, it's been so hard for me. Yeah. I think mentally. And it's just sometimes I'm like, is this even worth it? Because it's just so freaking hard. Yeah. You know, and I just I don't know, I'm trying to scratch by, you know, because I haven't done the best academically. I think it's been like I've struggled tremendously. And uh I think it's not because I don't have the ability to do well. I think it's just 
I've done a lot of other things outside of the classroom, but I also like, like, I do need to work harder because I just kind of feel like I'm naturally good at a lot of things. A lot of the work that I'm doing outside of the classroom, I kind of just want to do that work. And yeah. sometimes I just am like, I'm spending a lot of money on a degree that I feel like is it really going to help me because I'm doing some of the things I want to do with this degree for the university and I'm getting paid very little and they're really, they're getting a lot out of me. I'm doing a lot of work and I'm like, I enjoy it though. It's like, I enjoy it. I don't care about not getting compensated, but I'm just like, I think the point is I was kind of been reevaluating. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? Because I'm doing the work. I'm already doing the work I, like I want to do in some regard without a college degree, right? but not like professionally, mm-hmm. but I'm good at it. That's why I'm like, you know, <laughs> it is kind of that cost benefit analysis that kids have to do. Uh, Sarah and I used to just shake our heads at these kids at George Fox. You know, it's a private school, super expensive. Yeah, we're getting yeah. like a studio art degree who are already like really great at studio art. It's like, wow, why do you need to come to college to, you know, why do you need to pay for a private four year degree for an art degree? Like that yeah, doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I think you've made it this far. You know, you've already finished what, three years? Equivalent? Finished about four years, but yeah, but I've I've bounced around so much so Yeah. So I I was doing I was doing political science and I I just got tired of that and I was like oh, and I got burnt out and then I started doing ethnic studies and that really burnt me out and then can you get like a kind of, interdisciplinary degree with a few more I could or something? I could I could but I just I want to finish this journalism this journalism stuff like I really yeah I really enjoy it it's something I I, I just and I found a really, like I found a really good professor that I work with he's from Sweden he's pretty cool he's his name's Torsten. He's a he's a really good dude. He's like been one of like a kind of like been one of the biggest supporters of everything that like I don't know everything that I wanted to do in the journalism world and all my frustrations. He's understand all of them. And he's been working in native communities for about twenty years now. So like with native people, telling uh, stories with native people and from their perspective and kind of like has kind of really. Uh, I don't know. He, he really understands. He kind of really understands like how journal, like he's been a journalist his whole career and like has made, you know, has worked for Nat Geo, has done some freaking stellar stories and made some stellar photos yeah. and just kind of has been around a lot of different people and has understands a lot of different, um, frameworks and, um, ways to do journalism. And he just, I don't know, he's like, about it and wants like help me tell some cool native stories and like you know really make something out of it and i don't know i it's not the case for i haven't had a lot of professors i think in the programs that i've been in that really want to support the work that i want to do it's kind of like it's more of a burden or it's something that they don't know about and they're not really they're not really willing to go out on a on a, on a leap to help me do that work and mm. that's not the case with him. That's what that, I don't know. I think so. It's kind of giving me a, a sense of hope. I'm kind of like refreshment because I'm like, all right, this guy actually wants to do things, help me do things I want to do, not just make me go tell a story about like some white farmer in Oregon or something. You know, I'm saying those stories don't matter, but like that's someone else's story to tell. It's not my story to tell. Like there are other stories I want to tell that matter to me. Right. And like some story about a farmer isn't really what I care about. Sure. You know, like, and I'm sorry, it sounds like, sounds like, but like, it's just, 
there is a lot of other people that can tell that story, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to sound inconsiderate or I don't care for other people. It's just the fact is there are other stories that I want to tell that matter to me. Sure. And I mean, if you think of it as, uh, you know, you have a unique position being who you are in your experiences to tell those stories that other people can't or don't yeah, exactly. have. So, exactly. So you want to make sure that we are uh, using our giftings, how we're, we're gifted, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the things but, that we're passionate yeah, so I, about. Yeah, so I think I want to tell, you know, I want to go tell Native stories and from a Native perspective, you know, and I think, I don't know, I enjoy photography and I, I enjoy the media side of, I think, journalism. I mm. really have, a, I don't know, liked it. It's, like I said, I started making this podcast and uh, it was, it's kind of really, it's very, I think, academic in some level, but it's like, it's kind of talking about, uh, kind of kind of what you're doing here in some regard but it's kind of it's i'm working with a with a guy that he is a he was a master's student in our journalism program at U of O, and he wanted to work in native communities and he's been doing journalism for a minute and um we had my language teacher there and we kind of wanted i wanted to tell a story about her and kind of just the 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 program she's built at Uvo, she likes, there was nothing there. There was no support there, but also Uvo was always trying to cut, cut shit. And it's always native programs. Always, 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 always. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, it's like, they're always trying to cut it because of like their, their unit of met, like their way to measure things is like how many kids are in class. And if there's not a lot of kids, they deem it not worthy, not like not beneficial for them to invest in, which is like BS. So it's like, man. So I don't know. We really want to shed light on that because the university has been screwing over this program called Neely. And like being really back and forth with them and trying to threaten to cut their like to pretty much end their program and their program. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, we're pretty much just kind of looking at like we're bringing someone in that is non native and just kind of we want we kind of were talking to my friend, a few of my friends, my language teacher, and just kind of looking at kind of language and place through people. And we were kind of and we were also. In that, in those conversations, we were asking, you know, my like, like we uh, interviewed a couple of my friends, and a couple of them came to Uvo, and they knew nothing about where they were from. So we were kind of looking at it was kind of like a lot of topics, like identity, like belonging, like place, like mm-hmm. home, like a lot of these kind of like very, I think, very important but very general kind of topics that apply to all of us right and we were kind of looking at that and we were i don't know a couple of my friends a lot of the people you so a lot of the kids at uvo a lot of them are not from the reservation a lot of them come from rural or uh, urban yeah and so it, it's a unique perspective because a lot of them go to uvo and they they kind of have to learn about where they're coming from and it's like very hard for them it's a struggle and you know they're trying to fit to belong in a community that they're like they don't feel a part of a lot of times or they don't know nothing about, you know? And so we kind of were analyzing that like for, for one, from that perspective, also from a perspective of someone that did come in the reservation and they also came to the same place and they learned their language. Cause there's two of my friends, they both came to Uvo and they both happened to learn about their languages, like both of them, two separate languages. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, wow. And it was because of one person and that was my language teacher. And then we also talked about my language teacher. She's so she's white. She's white, but she's been studying my language for like a decade. Oh, she's wow. like really freaking good. She's like really good. And so we kind of talk about her perspective. Like what does it mean as a white person to be able to like to do this work? Because it's like, 
that was one of my favorite interviews because she like really provided a lot of perspective because it was hard for her to be to get involved in the community for people to trust her because of like she's white yeah. and she was and she was dealing with something very intimate and like part of like any a part of a community and a culture that's not her own like this is people's lives we're talking about here that's like you're, you're like you're learning about you know like their lively like their livelihood and everything they're about and they're you're getting the shirt you're they're sharing that with you as someone that's an outsider right and how do you like you have her like what like and you have, i don't know so we were talking we were, we were thinking about that and that's because of our language teacher so yeah and then we were having a dialogue about that like my like my the, the person that was with me that was like my my counterpart alex he's white and we were just kind of having a dialogue with these people and talking about these perspectives and we also were reflecting on you know the, his moments in like doing this project with me so it's like I don't know. We were trying to cover a lot of things there, but yeah, it was one. It, I'm excited to finish it, but I haven't finished it yet. But that's the kind of stuff I want to do. Though. That's stuff that excites me. And that's the yeah, stuff that, that sounds awesome. Like he's like, let's let's get it. You know, he's like, you know, get loaning me camera gear and like making sure I have like whatever I need to make a project happen. You know, which is sick. Like, so I think yeah, I think that work is like work I enjoy because it's not, it's hard, but it's like very rewarding. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of interaction and people are very open. They're vulnerable. There's a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of things that happen, you know, with, within journalism that I really enjoy. I think um, yeah. for me personally, like, I don't know, like this right here, you know, with these yeah. conversations, but they're very meaningful and they, they're very in depth. And there's a lot of, I think they're very impactful. And I think I, I don't know. Well, like I'm excited that. to continue to learn from you as you learn more about just the journalism side. Cause I, as you know, I'm just starting to jump into this. Obviously, this, I've had this a... stuff is good though. This stuff is good though. I listen to a few of them; they're pretty good. Yeah, you know what you're, learning, you know what you're doing. Yeah, you're pretty good. I've had it. obviously thousands of conversations with students, and so that's pretty much all it is: is recording a conversation with a little bit more intentionality yeah. of, of the I prompts. Think... But uh, yeah, I'm excited to keep going. It's fun to. to Are see... you scripting these things? Uh, no, I'm not scripting them. No. I just have like you're, you're not get what like um are you like getting a transcript of these things and like finding a narrative or are you just like listening to it and throwing and like being like all right this is what sound like this is what I like this is what like what how do you how do how are you putting together these podcasts like what's your thought process with that um a lot of it started with uh just wanting to publish stories about our current students just so teachers could listen because my primary audience I think is just the school staff and students and so um, just getting student stories of like where are you from what was it like growing up wherever it was you grew up um, how did you find out about Chamoa what's your experience been yeah. like what can we learn more of just to provide I think just real practical insights for staff and, yeah. and other students so to see those connections of like Hey, we grew up in different places, but here's a point of connection here. Here's a point of connection here. Yeah. And for student, for staff to listen, say like, okay, like, like these are my students telling their story. Here's how maybe a gap in my understanding of where they're they're coming from. So I think yeah. that was kind of like my main purpose. But I also, you know, obviously love telling jokes and yeah. hearing students tell funny stories and kind of dunking on students when it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, but then also, you know, interviewing alumni, I think is something that I'm diving into just talking about their experiences. Yeah, and, this, is, this is cool. And where they're at yeah, now think- and, and trying to, to learn what we can from those past experiences. Cause like you said, I think it's, 
you got to have that longevity of perspective in order to fully evaluate your practice. Um, and so I think we get caught up in the, like I said, in that instant moment of like, we have kids in our class that are not doing what they need to be doing. And then, you know, figuring out, okay, what programs are we being successful with? What are things that we do that are helpful? What are things that we should not do anymore? Um, and just, I think it's just fun for staff to know what their students are up to. Cause you know, it's not like a local school yeah. where you see students at the grocery store in the, community, yeah. in the community, you know, you just, they all go all over the country. And so we don't see these former students except for their, you know, maybe once or twice and they come back to a powwow or a game. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And so yeah, it's really, it's, I, I think a cool kind of almost just like a, where are they now kind of just fun thing i think for me personally just to as an excuse to t- touch base with you guys and see what you're up to yeah i think it's good though i think you you were on to something you were really good though i think like yeah i think this is gold like you have struck a gold mine here this is something i think is uh, i mean you're already doing i think I, I listened to a few episodes and i think i don't know i think i like the idea especially like that it's like you're you're someone that works at the school, but has, you know, has for a while. And like, you're talking to other native kids and you're providing that, you know, that space for them to share their stories and their experiences, you know? And I think that's like, that's like, that's empowerment and that's impactful right there because that matters because then these kids have a, you know, feel like their voice matters in some regard, you know, like, and it does because it does. And it it needs to be that way for them to feel that. And I think, I don't know. It seems like everyone's enjoying it. And I think it's going to be cool. I think to see where you go with it or what it, you know, ultimately, I, I, I think you should keep it going. I think it'd be something you should continue to work on if you've got time, but I think it's cool. Like, I think yeah. it's a really, really good idea. Yeah. Think, I'm looking like, forward to, to keeping it up through the school year. I want to get some staff yeah. on there. Um, That's what I was thinking too. I'm really like, interested to get uh, folks like Mr. Jackson on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah GMAC. Character. Hell, um, hell yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh, just, just some staff who have different, different perspective, different cultural perspectives in them of themselves too. And so I think they're just sharing that and then bringing in, uh, some dorm staff. Um, I'd like to get the, uh, Jamie and Allie, the Smith twins to come on. Yeah. Uh, talk about cool. growing yeah, up in warm like springs them. too. And then just, you know, talking about their differences between students, you know, like yourself who grew up in warm springs and even that generational difference in being native, I think is, is huge. You know, you talk about your grandpa yeah. going to, to Chamao as a boarding school and I'm sure that his, experience yeah, shared similarities with yours but i'm sure that it was just a much different different place yeah, that was like in, that was like in the 70s i think like 70s late yeah. 70s i think so yeah. just you know just kind of exploring those differences too i think would be really exciting yeah um but you know just talking with just different folks and i think as it evolves like maybe it evolves into something where you know we start bringing on other native experts or folks that or in native communities that don't have any affiliation with the school just to get their thoughts and um, just to share. I think a lot of it too, is I want um, my family and my friends to understand more. um, I guess just about the work that I do every day at school. um, Yeah. And why it is that I come home exhausted on a lot of days and why it is that, um, you know, I feel strongly about um, some of these issues. Yeah. 
Um, and I think the easiest way to do that, um, the most impactful way is just through the, the personal narrative, you know? Yeah. I, and I think like, I think like, I think the work you're here, you're, you're doing here is important. I think like it's important to acknowledge and to really like, I think say thank you, you know, cause it's this narrative and this work is important, especially from your perspective. That This is one of the things that, in journalism, we've—I mean—we've kind of been talking about—is like when like people that are non-native have that you have power, you have a—you know—with that, you can tell a good story or a good narrative, or you can really tell a story that isn't really good, you know. And I think that's the thing is we need more work like this for people that are working in native communities, or even if they're not, like telling stories that are are it's telling it's just sharing narratives and sharing space that isn't that is impactful and that is important. It's not harming anybody because this is this is you know, making the world better and the community better, you know, and is, you said it's giving insight, it's helping people. And it's really just, I think we're sharing space and we're sharing time together. And that's important. That mean that, that means something, you know, that those like, cause we can't give that time back. And it's also, it's productive here. Like this is something that, you know, it's going to be useful hopefully for other people to hear. And every episode is, is adding to that, you know, and like, you're creating that. So I think it's something that you should be proud of. And I'm, I'm glad you're doing it. And I, and I commend you for doing that. And I think you like, you know, like you're, it's, I don't, I don't think you should forget that. And I think it's important that, you know, it's acknowledged here that you're taking the time and energy to, to do this. Like you're not getting paid for this. You don't have to do this, you know? And I think it's, it's very important. And I just, you know, I think just I'm thankful you're doing this and thank you for having me and, you know everyone else that you've had and everyone else that you will have you know because it matters and it i mean i can't stress that enough or say that enough because it does and you know you're part of that and um you know the work you do matters and you know not just with this but the work you're doing you've done and what you're doing at you know at the school and you know i think a lot of people have been impacted by you and you've always been someone that's been good to me you know always always been looking out for me and always be thankful for that you know it'll always like you've left impact on my life that has always been positive you know and i'm i'm just grateful and thankful for that you know i appreciate you i appreciate that charleston um and as i wrap up every pod uh, with my students i'm proud of you i'm really proud of you it's good talking to you thank you we'll talk to you soon yeah it's always good yeah it's always good and i think I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just, I don't know. I think I'm just proud too. I'm like, you know, and you know, you're doing a lot of good work and it's not easy. You know, it's not easy. And just know that like it matters and people like me see your hard work. You know, it doesn't go unnoticed and you know, you may, you may not see the, like the fruits of your labor, but you know, now you are right now, you know, I'm a product of your labor, you know, remember that, you know, like, people you're interviewing were products of your labor, you know, the time you've given, you know. And so hopefully I feel so hopefully that feels good and that is something that, you know, is rewarding for you, you know, because you know. Yeah. Good. I appreciate that, Charleston. If you want to keep up with the podcast, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Also on the interwebs, mrrobison.weebly.com.
M-R-R-O-B-I-S-O-N dot Weebly dot com. Or feel free to shoot us an email, theheyhowdypod at gmail.com. Our theme music was recorded by Robert James and Kyrell Moose. We look forward to seeing you later on down the trail. Bye. Oh, hey, oh.